at iHeartRadio for 18 years that they would have ever put a sports station on an FM stick. I begged for it the whole time I was there, and literally there had been nothing, and I mean nothing, that was met with more pushback than that. So thank you, iHeart, for a couple of years. I think you helped spread the word to a lot of people that had no idea that we'd been doing this for a long time, and we will continue to. Uh, 1,400, 99.3 FM, 1,430 up in Tulsa. By the way, speaking of Tulsa, do you know how long 1,430 The Buzz, Josh, has been a sports radio station? How long? 32 years. That's amazing. What a run. That is awesome. That was, I, I did a little digging talking to Don King last night. 1991. 1430 made the flip to sports radio and they've been that every since so we're pumped to still be on in 1430 and then i would add to it josh download the app uh ref app is great and if i understand correctly we'll still be on TuneIn. we'll still be on iheart radio i think for a lot of people you choose whichever app you're most consistent on as far as feed and not dropping so I highly suggest the, the Ref app. People lose affiliates all the time. Uh, animal franchise, they've lost affiliates. Uh, Colin Coward, Jim Rome, you lose affiliates. It happens. Uh, for us, it kind of sucks because that was the, hey, what's going on, Oklahoma City? Here's what we're doing out of Norman. And I thought it was showing incredible growth. Incredible growth. But a little bit different when those decision makers aren't here in Oklahoma and they're out of New York City or LA or you know, Bob Pittman's office somewhere. So we're we'll keep we'll keep on keeping on, and you guys keep spreading the word. Maybe maybe someday we can get popular. Uh, all right, you ready? You want to do this? You want to talk about last night in in Tulsa Union High School? I think we have to, right? Where do you stand on it? Now, just that's that's the general question. Where do you stand? And what we're talking about is during during the scrimmage last night at Union, which included Lee Summit, which is the high school for Williams uh, Winery, he was asked about wearing Oklahoma gloves and cleats. Now, we'll play the audio. It's not the best audio in the world, but we'll play it for you. And kudos to Trav for getting it. Uh, I had to show some love. This is what George Stoya tweeted. They're still recruiting me, and I'm going to let this season play out. But I'm committed to I'm committed to Missouri, just having some fun with it, right? So I mean, there is, you know, having some fun with it would lead you to believe that it might be a little bit trollish. But just so, I'm going to turn off my mic. So hopefully that will that will give you the best possible feed of the actual, you know, interview itself. Because like I said, it, the guys there were doing everything they possibly could to make sure that. We were getting quality audio, but sometimes the cell phone audio isn't the best. But, Josh, from just hearing that, just hearing that quote without context, what do you think? Are you, are you saying, all right, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to fall for the troll. You're committed to Missouri. I'm not going to allow myself to get sucked in. Or do you look at it and say, he did say that he's not done on the recruiting side and that, it's still open. Do you maybe, I don't know, put a little bit more hope into this for Oklahoma and the five-star defensive lineman out of Missouri? 
I'm putting a little more hope into it. Now, I'm not head over heels into the idea that he's flipping to OU and that uh, he's seriously rethinking his decision. And I'm probably putting more stock into the, hey, he's in the state of Oklahoma. He got these gloves mm-hmm. and those cleats on an official visit to OU, and he's having fun with the recruiting process. And he's, quote, showing love, right, to uh, the Sooner State. So I'm putting the most stock into that, but I'm putting a little stock into, as well, some of the other things that that he said, that uh, I'll let the whole season play out. I'm going to let everything play out. I'll let the whole season play out. I don't know. I'm committed to Mizzou, though. And uh, this part of his quotes. So I felt like it was just the right decision for me at the time about Missouri. Mm. If I'm a Missouri fan, I'm sorry. That is not a great thing to hear. If, if So I think even more so than being on the Oklahoma end of this equation, Plank, if I'm on the Mizzou end of the equation, I'm reading that quote and I'm like, well, wait a second mm. here. That's not right. that's not a ringing endorsement. Let me let me see how good this. So I'm I'm battling some internet here too. But here was what our buddy Travis Davidson at Travis Skull on Twitter uh, posted last night. I hope this sounds. I hope my internet will hold you here. How you feeling about that? Uh, really, I felt like I was just most comfortable with that coaching staff, and you know, he's close to home and all that. So I felt like it was the right decision for me at the time. What you like about Oklahoma? I understand that they were real close uh, on down the stretch. Yes, sir. Uh, mostly just my relationships you know, with Coach Tavis and Coach Bates. I probably had another one of my best relationships with them. And it was just, it was always love from the coaching staff. You know, I like the scheme there and all that. Okay, okay, by the way, I, I, I want to jump in just to kind of make sure we have, because that is really hard, because there's a lot going on around them. He was he's, he said like you just mentioned Josh felt like the right decision at the time and then was asked about coaching staff and that relationship hey great relationship with coach Bates coach Chavis one of my best friends going there and I really like the scheme all right is it is it okay to air there's about a minute and a half left is it worth it or is it too hard to tell what he's saying uh, I, th- I think it's still worth it sure okay Get a little bit more from him it was very emotional, you know, one of the hardest decisions I've ever made, but you know, I just had to do what I feel was best for me. Is there anybody that you leaned on for advice about recruiting and making that final decision? Because I've heard a couple of times other people say, this is harder than I thought it would be. Definitely. My family, Coach Moody had a big say in my decision. He guided me throughout the whole process. My family and my coach. We saw you wearing the Oklahoma gloves and cleats tonight. Uh, how long have you had those? Uh, since March, so sometime in June. Yeah. So you're wearing the Oklahoma tie. Yeah. I had some hats to show love. Yeah. It's not like anybody's going to read any messages into it, is it? Like they're still recruiting you, and you're still thinking about OU. Oh uh, yeah, they're still recruiting me and all that. And I'm gonna let it, I'm gonna let everything play out. You know, let the whole season play out, but. I want to jump in there just real quick. I think that that is the part to where you gain a little bit of hope. Eh, you know, they still recruit. I'm committed to Missouri. And when he said it, you know, again, he, you're talking about a, what is Williams Winery? Maybe, maybe 18. Kind of looks down a little bit whenever he's whenever he says it. 
You know, you can obviously overanalyze body language, but I I think for the sake of what this week has been like uh, for, for Oklahoma Sooner fans on the recruiting trail and what it's led to, I, I find this to be fascinating, Josh, because to me, if you're a Missouri guy and you're 100% committed to Missouri and that's the best decision for you, I'm probably not going to be sporting somewhere else's shoes and, and gloves, and I sure as heck am not saying the decision is right for now, right? I just, again, you guys know me with recruiting. I listen to what everyone that covers recruiting says and share it with you. And I love your takes on it because many of you are very, very passionate about it, and that's awesome. I'm just looking at this from the outside and someone who hasn't lived this every single day and has only talked about this on our show. I don't know how you can't. I don't know how you aren't intrigued by that. I don't know how you can't if you're Miguel Chavis or any one of that ilk, Todd Bates. I don't know how you can take that any other way, Josh. The recruitment's not over. I mean, that that much is clear. And we said we said that going in to the decision that, you know, whether it was Oklahoma, Mizzou, Georgia, Oregon, Tennessee, whatever, the other four weren't just magically going to stop recruiting. You know, I mean, it's a five-star defensive lineman, number one player, according to On3, top defensive lineman everywhere you look in this class. So, yeah, I mean, everybody was going to remain in on the Winery sweepstakes here. And yet – that is a committed prospect that, you know, understandably is talking to a group of Oklahoma reporters, right, in the state of Oklahoma. And young people probably in general, you're not trying to let a bunch of people down. But even with that as the backdrop and that as the setting plank, it's, it's just not somebody that sounds like they're totally locked in to the decision that they've made. Yeah. You guys have had some reactions to this. I want to make this very clear. I don't want to spend this next hour debating and discussing Winery's commitment to Missouri and then diving into he took the bag and then diving into Kerry and Parker fighting. I just, from those words, I mean, I find that to be pretty fascinating. And I I loved what Coach Gundy, what Kale Gundy tweeted last night because – I think that falls in line with what a lot of you probably feel too, where he retweeted the, he retweeted the video that Travis posted and he said, so glad I don't have to deal with this anymore (laughs) because I mean, it's as a coach, I mean, how many times, bro, I'm sure Kale Gundy could tell some stories about guys that he thought that were coming to Oklahoma. And then on signing day, he wasn't Jalen Rager. And then those that went the complete opposite to where it's like they've told you they're committed somewhere else, but yet they're constantly playing that game. I don't know Williams Winery. I don't know his family. But that, to me, if if I'm an Oklahoma fan who's holding out hope, that gives you that incredibly very powerful drug of hope. Right, Josh? Sure. It is a dangerous drug. Isn't uh, Wasn't it the Broyles recruitment where – Kale was, uh, I mean, obviously very heavy and heavily involved, and it was like, was it Kale or somebody else? But I, or maybe it's just the entirety mm-hmm. of the OU staff was 
like on the phone with him all night, trying to get the thing uh, yeah. flipped from Oklahoma State to OU, and obviously mission accomplished as uh, the story goes. But I, I, I yeah, I, I understand Kale or any coach saying, "Don't miss that part of it. Don't miss that part of it." Yeah, Rob from Moore writes, "Did y'all see the Dumb and Dumber reference?" Coach Chavis posted. So you're saying there's a chance? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I don't think even even with Josh the commitment to Missouri on, when was that, Monday or Tuesday, even Monday, even with that, I think we've all learned that Oklahoma isn't going to quit on him. So there's the, there's the bottom line. Oklahoma's not going to quit on him. Even after last night, even after Monday, they're not giving up on Williams Winery. So I don't think you needed him saying, we'll see how the season plays out. Or, or I'm sorry, let me, let me step, step back. I don't think you needed him saying, Oklahoma's still recruiting me to believe that, right? What I think you needed was him saying, we'll see how the season plays out, which gets to the overriding point in all of this before we grab a break. Does this not magnify how big this season is for Oklahoma to keep this recruiting class together? I mean, to go out and start seeing that progress defensively and maybe even grow and add to it whenever some guys are like, okay, Brent Venable's doing that thing that he did at Clemson. Dexter Lawrence, Cleve Farrell, Trayvon Mullen, he's doing it. Here we go. So I wouldn't, I mean, is that me again reading too much into that with the old we'll see how the season plays out, or does it magnify it to you? Sure it does. Yeah, I mean, all of it is going to factor in. And I assume, right, yeah, he's talking about OU and Missouri seasons and not his season. But, right. uh, you know, sure, yeah, that's that's definitely going to factor in. If Missouri's, I mean, if Missouri falls flat on its face, we, we think that, you know, I mean, Drink's buyout is uh, way up there for Missouri. Ridiculous. So, right. I mean, you don't see any change necessarily happening in that regard. But uh, for Oklahoma, if you, you rip off, you know, a Big 12 championship season where defensively there's massive improvement and right. uh, there, there's, you know, oodles of optimism going forward. Yeah, that could be a convincing factor, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And yes, sir, football is starting. He's right. And which means we'll <laughs> eventually get away from some of these conversations. But the recruiting side of it is still just so massive, man. And you get a guy like Williams Winari that comes to town and says something like that. You can't help but get excited about it. All right, let's take a break, Josh. We're hanging out at Riverwind Casino on a Friday morning. Don't forget, concerts, live concerts back here at Riverwind Casino. You can get your tickets online right now at riverwind.com. But uh, hurry up. Sellouts blowing up all over here. Concerts and and comedy shows inside the Showplace Theater. You can get your tickets at riverwind.com or come on out on this Friday morning. Head by the box office, and they've got you set up. With Josh, I'm Plank. This is the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, welcome back to the Plank Show. Right here on the Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. Did you say that you're out and about tonight, Josh? Or are you getting a chill night before we really get crazy next week? A chill night. It's a chill night, and... Uh... Yeah, kind of, kind of nice. 
And did we – did I read right that we start regular season high school football next weekend? Next Friday night is whenever we have our first regular – did I say college football? Excuse me. High school football games next Friday night. The week zero action? Is That's my understanding. I'm counting on you. KRFSports.tv, correct? Uh, very, very exciting. Yes. When's the Norman North's open? Are you doing those games again? I'm on Norman North, and uh, we will get going with the Crosstown Clash in, let's see, two weeks from yesterday. Oh, it's going to be the Thursday night game. So Norman North isn't opening up until week one, right? No week zero or zero week action for them, correct? No week zero shenanigans, unfortunately. Do you think we get to the point where in college football that really becomes a bigger deal, those week zero games, that they try to build them up or no? Probably so, yes, just because basically you create one extra week of football inventory. And, you know, it doesn't take Fox and NBC and CBS and everybody, ESPN, doesn't take them very long to figure out, you know what, why why don't we make more money this week? Right. I will say, I I joke about this a lot on Fox Sports Radio, but I truly, Josh, I can't wait for next weekend, next Saturday, to see everybody complaining about how bad the opening weekend matchups are on social media. You ask, hey, what are you excited for? Watching everyone grinch and moans when college football returns because you don't have great games. Because isn't that exactly what's going to happen next week, next Saturday, a week from tomorrow? Yeah, you get a look at Notre Dame and USC. But unless, uh, you know, one of those games is surprisingly close, and I'm looking at Notre Dame really, unless that happens, then it's sort of going to be, oh, yeah, football's back, but uh, these games stink. Union at Westmore next Thursday. How about that? Here we go. I know uh, the Washington Warriors getting underway next Friday. So I, I personally, Josh, I will have to miss, miss the season opener for the defending state champs. All right, a couple of quick texts on this. 405-651-3439. Cam writes, I think this is fair. Kale Gundy on Twitter, quote, I'm so glad I don't have to deal with this anymore. In regards to the media slobbering over the new <laughs> Missouri recruit last night in Tulsa, it's getting hard to keep up with recruiting, listening about 17-year-old prima donnas. Rant over. How about we talk about the OU commits and how they did last night? They are committed to play at OU. I'm committed to supporting those young men. I'm not mad at that take. I'm not mad at that take at all, Cam. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, we'll dive into a few of those. How's that? I'll... I'll put the numbers together in the top five stories of the day because I don't think that there's, like, true stats that are overly that important. But you have to agree. You have to agree with me, at least on this, Cam. And others, I'm not saying I disagree with this mindset, Josh. But I do think a five-star defensive lineman, which is something that Oklahoma desperately needs more of with where they're going as a program into the SEC – I feel like the first chance for a player that we felt 
was a pretty strong lean towards Oklahoma based on the information out there from not just Parker, but a lot of people who suddenly are pointing fingers, that there was a former Oklahoma Sooner who was his head coach in Jamar Mosey. There was a lot of things leading up to it that made people feel like he was on his way to Oklahoma. And then to have basically what, in the span of 24 hours, that shift to where he's on his way to Missouri? Cam, I completely and totally agree with your text, and I'm not trying to fight or, or say you're wrong. I'm with you. But in this instance, Josh, I still think that is a story, especially with that team coming to town, that you need to get or it's interesting to get the answer from the kid when he's not in that setting at his school and making the announcement, right? Plank. I still feel like that's a story. He decided to wear Oklahoma gloves and Oklahoma cleats to the game, to the scrimmage. So, yeah, it's it's going to get reaction, and people are going to ask him questions about it because he's clearly trying to generate a response. I don't. I don't know if it becomes that big of a story if he wears the OU gear. I think it's just, hey, Williams, Winery, and his high school team that has, you know, an Oklahoma commit playing defensive tackle, an Oklahoma target, what a wide receiver, you know, a lot of, a lot of OU-centric guys on that Lee Summit team. But, hey, man, we're talking five-star dudes, so it becomes a big story. Frisco Sooner. I agree with you guys 100%. I think the Winery recruitment and others are based totally on what Oklahoma does this year on the field. That is why I truly believe this may very well be one of the most important seasons in this program's history. You know me, Josh. I'm always about the overly dramatic, but that's... That's not a bad way to look at it, especially for us and always wanting your interaction on this show. You need to keep together a recruiting class that already has five-star defensive linemen, five-star tight end. You're going to probably add another you know, high four-star tight end to this class. Good, good linebackers everywhere. But if you finish on the struggle bus, boy, that does set a tough tone based on year two under BV and based on where you're going. And where you're going is a place where you need to be selling these dudes that you're not just coming here to win football games, but we're developing you for the next level, and we're going to do it with an attitude that's going to be Georgia-like, Alabama-like, but with a completely different spin because we've got the greatest defensive coordinator uh, maybe that we've seen in college football in a long time running this show. I, again... I have no qualms with making that kind of statement heading into this year. With the understanding, Plank, that on August 18th of, I don't know, 2012, 2013, 2014, (laughs) and 2023, I'm ready to sign on for this might be the most important Oklahoma season of all time. With the understanding that basically in the middle of August every year, Every year. Every year it feels like the most important season or one of them because it's the next Oklahoma season. This does ratchet up in importance for Oklahoma given the jump to the SEC, given the fact that you had your first losing season in the the past quarter century. So even though I'm old school in that regard, right, and probably each August you could go back and find audio tape of you and I Sitting here saying, ah, it's an important season they for got Oklahoma. A but uh, <laughs> th- this does feel 
ramped up to a degree based on the fact that last year was a total failure and you've got this big recruiting class that you signed. You've got a you know important set of uh, recruits committed right now, and who knows? Maybe there could be flips uh, on the way, or just closing down this this next recruiting cycle with a, a David Stone, a Nigel Smith, who, you name it, right? Yeah, it's a massive season for Oklahoma and for Venables, right? To show you, to show me, to uh, and maybe not even to show you or I or everybody, but just to instill faith that you know what for We're those. For those that believe that this thing is going to work out, Plank, you see something positive right here, right now. I did like this one from Sean. If you marry OU, you're monogamous. If you marry someone else, you can still date us. <laughs> uh, and then, and by the way, uh, if you're if you're just tuning in, we're obviously overanalyzing the Williams Winery trip to Oklahoma last night. Whenever he played at Tulsa. Uh, we play the audio that Travis put on his Twitter account. Saw George Stoyer's report that basically when Ari said it felt like the right decision at the time. Um, we'll see how the season plays out. Was dropped in, and he was wearing Oklahoma gloves and shoes. So that's kind of if you want to talk about a story that was tailor made for what this station is going to spend time over analyzing. Here we go. Let's go. And then I then I re, I really like this from the 405 because there is this point to where I stop and I'm like what are we doing? What am I doing? What is what is this even all about? The 405 writes, "Come on guys. You're wishing and hoping a reading and reading what you want to hear. If this is how we are giving our crystal balls, I can see how inaccurate this process might be." He's being a nice kid and playing the game. That being said, OU should keep playing the recruiting game, too. We probably need more cash. We've read, uh, what, four texts in this segment? All of varying degrees of takes mm-hmm. and frustration. I don't have a problem with any of the four. And to be clear, I'd love to see Winnery end up at Oklahoma, but I'm not necessarily going to lose my mind one way or the other i think they'll bring in good guys regardless well that's a fair point he's being nice at that moment sure and and you're this is why i said you're in a scrum with oklahoma reporters so there is a little bit of pressure to i don't know not hurt feelings and this and that it's a uh, young people it's it's more difficult to say no and sometimes your whole life it's difficult to say no right but uh, I just, man, I, I don't know how you could hear those quotes and not feel like – I still think he signs with Missouri, and I'll feel that way for a long time until something tells us totally that it's time to think the opposite. But that was not somebody that's lock it up, throw away the key, I'm signing with Mizzou. I'm sorry. It was not. And there's this varying degrees of he was trolling – Nine one eight. It kind of feels like he's teasing and playing games, head games with both schools. Honestly, it kind of irritates me. I understand keeping options open and whatnot, but feels like the dude is burning people. There you go. Quick break. This is um, interesting to see y'all's reaction to it because I think it's that same degree of. Hey, this is one of the bigger names on the recruiting trail that really burned Oklahoma 
But in that same vein, it's not like he totally slammed that door shut last night. And everyone, I guess this is why you all love following recruiting, right? Because there's a certain sense of maybe you want to hear or you're hearing what you want to hear. Maybe there's a certain sense of reading too much into it. Maybe there is this definitive feeling that you've got just based on body language. All of those, Josh, have factored into the last 35 minutes on this program. (laughs) That's the only thing I feel confident about. All right, quick break. We're at Riverwind Casino on a Friday right here on The Ref. You know, Josh, it is is part of the frustration I can imagine of being a coach. I mean, you are... You are in an endless cycle of game prep, position detail, right? Making sure your guys are where they need to be, understanding the offense, getting the most out of it. Add to it, you're you're counted on making sure that your guys are happy, keeping tabs on other players at other schools that might be entering the portal. Oh, and at the same time, You're constantly recruiting. If it's not guys in this upcoming class, it's a year from now. And it might even be staying in contact with those who have decided to go in another direction. I mean, I I know they make a lot of money at the highest level. But, man, that is it. I'm not sitting here boohooing for coaches, right? But that is a wild grind when you think about it, right? And depending on what kind of head coach you work for, I mean, if you work for Billy Napier, you're not leaving the facility, right? You're there. If you, you know, Bob Stoops was obviously had a a much different approach and family was an important part of what he does, but not every coach feels that way. Bill Snyder didn't feel that way for the longest time. I mean, that sucks. The question was asked on the Knippemeyer Chevrolet text line. When do you know when to stop? Right, Sooner Gundy, when do coaches decide to put the energy towards these current non-committed recruits and not on this kid? It's a great question, Josh, and I don't know if I have the answer. Yeah, I mean, it's just a never-ending thing, right? <laughs> you know, probably, uh, you know, I mean, now, now would be the time to do that, but all along as well. So you got to spend time and energy on everybody. And David Stone and Nigel Smith, uh, Okoye, McKinley, I mean, all of them. I saw a couple of other audio clips that I wanted to share. And they uh, last night, kudos, I think it was, I discovered, I think it's Haley Hart. And she had this on her Twitter feed, uh, at Haley Hart. She's covering Cruton for the, for the Oklahoman. And she talked to Kevin Sperry. And watching the highlights of Sperry, he was pretty impressive. But listen, I, I've got you. I've got, who was it, Camo that said, let's focus on our guys. Here was a little Oklahoma football recruit, Kevin Sperry, who played his first game as a member of the Carl Albert Titans. Really nice transition, night. really easy transition. Uh, I think the coaches and players make that a lot easier, uh, just them being locked in on the season. You know, not a lot of drama going on, so. Just happy to be here, happy to uh, make the move, and yeah, ready for season. What do you think of all these teams you saw out here tonight? They were good, really good competition. Um, it was a great, you know, learning point for us. We got a lot of stuff to look back on on film and everything like that, so 
once we get everything figured out, we'll be ready. You entered the scrimmage against UConn, and what did you see on that touchdown pass to Trey Washington there? I saw a great matchup, and then uh, the safety came down on the bender, hit the post over the top. So this is the first time I've heard that kid. Uh, I get it now. I get the hype around Kevin Sperry. Prosper Texas product transfers to Oklahoma to play his final couple years of high school football. Impressive kid. A lot of people are giving him credit for, you know, not giving up on a guy like Nate Roberts to make sure that the Sooners would have an opportunity. The highlights out there of the big touchdown pass. My only complaint was that it felt like he had three days to throw the football on that touchdown pass. <laughs> but uh, it was a it was a good night to see the first opportunity uh, to put an eye on Kevin Sperry and what his arm is all about. No doubt. And how about Xavier Robinson just chucking dudes? Did you see that video? Oh, it was great. Oh, my God. He's guys are literally Guys are literally bouncing off him bouncing off him as players are trying to make a play is unbelievable is, are we going to look back and say you know what why were we not more excited about him probably i feel like there's two or three guys on this year's team that we're going to say that about i think that i think your boy jacoby what jacoby johnson i think he's one of them because i feel like all the talk is what oh geez Kari vickers josiah wagner you saw him front and center, Josh, whenever he was playing as a senior in high school. And he, we get it, I think, in Oklahoma, right? But I think, you know, maybe we get a little bit too caught up in the maybe higher caliber, more star recruit. That's a guy that I think we're going to look back and say we slept on a little bit. And now full attention to football should just keep getting better and better and better. Mm-hmm. You know, big, big-bodied guy that, uh, you know, Six foot two, don't always have that uh, at a at a cornerback position. So that uh, you know, figure everything thing out totally fine tuned. He's got a chance to be special. It's become a wild recruiting hour here on the Plank Show with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. That's Kevin Sperry after his, I guess Oklahoma debut last night. At least the first time that I've laid eyes on him as Carl Albert scrimmage. What well, UConn was there. Uh, Washington was there. Heritage Hall was there. Uh, I don't know if Washington and Carl Albert ended up lining up against each other, but I would have loved to have seen that. So we've been re- – and then obviously up in Tulsa and in Tulsa, Williams, Winery, and Lee Summit North were taking on, I think, all comers, Union as well. Union looked really good from what I heard. Uh, Winery spoke to the media afterwards and just a couple of buzzwords that stayed with people. It uh, seemed like the right decision at the time. Dropped a what, Josh? We'll see how the season plays out. And then was wearing Oklahoma gloves and Oklahoma cleats. So that was kind of the big takeaway from the scrimmages last night. Here's one from the 405 off the Knippemeyer Chevrolet text line. Why aren't there more former players slash younger guys specialized for just recruiting, not necessarily on the coaching staff? Wouldn't that be more efficient slash ideal? Well, I mean, I I know this sounds crazy, but there are rules as to who can officially recruit for you. And I don't know about you, Josh. I think think in what you see from a G.K. McCoy, what you see from a Gerald McCoy and what he does on social media and, 
And every now and then, yeah. And, and maybe you're talking about just more specialized and not necessarily no names rock stars. But I, I mean, I'm not really certain, to be honest with you, what that number is of people who can officially represent the university in a recruiting capacity. I think you're counting on people to kind of spread the word. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that Brent Venables could pick up the phone and be like, Joe McCoy, do not give up on David Stone, right? I'm, I'm sure that you could do that. But as far as, hey, why isn't there more guys where it's just recruiting? I mean, you have, what, almost a, a, a three full-time person recruiting staff where you have endless amounts of, you know, helpers and student assistants on that front, but it's continued to grow as a, like a specific, where you don't have coaching responsibilities, Josh, and you're like a general manager where it's just out recruiting. It's growing. It's growing across college football. Yeah, and just, I mean, obviously the, the social media side. I mean, there's so much on uh, the recruiting front anymore that, uh, yeah, it's, for somebody it's a full-time gig. For somebody, a lot of people, and I feel like, you know, I mean – the sole mission is essentially a recruiting tool, right? I mean, I'm not trying to minimize its role once guys get on campus because it's really important to have that buffer. But those are dudes that it's a recruiting tool. Tell me when a guy comes on campus that you're not going to be wowed when you sit and talk to Caleb Kelly or the Josh Normans of the world. I mean, yeah, it's – I see what you're saying, but I, I, I don't think that's an area that Oklahoma hasn't committed resources or hasn't you know i don't want to say been on the cutting edge but hasn't been in the game does that seem fair yeah no i think that's that's fair oklahoma understands the importance of it sure they do all right quick break 1049 uh top five stories today coming up we're hoping we're hoping i reached out today to uh, my buddy Patrick Dunn to see if Coach Mott could come on after Oklahoma soccer opened up with a six-zip win last night over the Golden Hurricane. We hope to hear from Coach before we get out of here. In the meantime, uh, text line is hopping. Top five stories today all coming up on a Friday from Riverwind Casino right here on The Ref. All right, I want to I want to read these three texts. I think they're all really good. From the 505, I enjoy watching Week Zero football. As an LSU fan, there is zero stress for me because my team isn't driving me nuts and trying to ruin my Saturday. (laughs) From the 405, so happy to have college football back, baby. Add Colorado and TCU as a game I'm excited to see. And then there was this on the super secret Textoso line. I'm with you. We can't wait for the season to start, and then we immediately complain then can't wait to get the games and the season over. So with those three texts that got me thinking, Josh, we had a we had a pledge that we'll start, you know, celebrating and enjoying our wins, if you will. Even the little ones like, hey, got to work early today. That's a dub. Guess I, I might be jinxing this. Have we dropped yet from Riverwind? Have we had any connection issues? No. No, we have uh, not. That's a dub through two hours. I want to treat each week with excitement and energy and not with what's going to happen based on last year and based on the schedule. I'm talking specifically Sooner football, maybe college football in general. 
I mean, I know when I do some of these shows other places, you got to deal with these wide, oh, gosh, they lost their opener. This team is, is going to finish 0-17, and, and they end up like 15-2 and or something. It's just, you know, knee-jerk everywhere. You know how it's going to be with Oklahoma after they're 3-0, and if they can get to 4-0, and and they get to 5-0. and There's not going to be anyone celebrating them because what are they going to say, Josh? Need to see you do it against Texas, right? I say we take a different approach. We've got to enjoy every single week. I don't want to be in a rush for this football season to be over. I want the football season to feel like it lasts as long as the offseason did this year. Amen. Amen. Let's uh, enjoy every last morsel of it. By the way, I think TCU is going to absolutely destroy Colorado. Oh, it's going to be embarrassing. Colorado's (laughs) going to be horrible. But if he can flip the roster, he'll get dudes. He'll get dudes. So we were told, I mean, it's not like Well, you know what? Hey, Josh, greatest example of that is what my play out of Miami this year, right? The best example of that, if things still are a struggle with Miami, it's like, oof, okay. But we've been told that with Dion, right? Yeah, and I don't know that he's necessarily lived up to that reputation just yet. Oh, we got guys, Josh. We got guys. We got a list. I'm, I'm waiting for that uh, Louis Vuitton to show up. <laughs> We've got a list. I, I've got a list, Pat McAfee. All right, who's on that list? No we got one. a list. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, we got a break. Hour two in the books? Let's go. Final hour coming up as we are on location at Riverwind Casino. You can learn more about the incredible concert series they have coming up by going to Riverwind.com. That's Riverwind.com. It includes it includes Counting Crows. Counting Crows upcoming. Tickets still available next Friday night. Sold out shows. Chicago, Ario, Speedwagon. Tickets available for Carly Pierce in October, Rodney Carrington. Learn more at Riverwind.com. Top five stories of the day next.